Welcome to Immerse, Nourish, Release, the HANA podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Higgins, and I'm the founder of HANA, a wellness space based in Auckland, New Zealand, that provides infrared saunas, ice baths, and light therapy treatments, alongside a range of premium health and wellness beauty products. It is with great pleasure that I bring you these episodes, which have been formulated with the intention to nurture and support you on your wellness journey, no matter where you are. So let's get started. Welcome back to Immerse, Nourish, Release, the HANA podcast. I'm joined again with our in-house naturopath, Shaz Andrew. Welcome, Shaz. Thank you. Exciting to chat to you again. I know that you've hosted some of these podcasts um, while I've been on maternity leave, so it's um, exciting to chat to you again. And today we are going to be talking about stress. So just a nice, you know, obviously stress is a massive topic and, you know, most of the population has a decent amount of stress in their lives. So I think it's a great topic to have a chat about. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I would say the majority of the people in my life and my clients are very stressed. And yeah, it's an area we all probably need a little bit of help in. And I think even if you're like acutely aware that you're stressed, it still can be quite difficult to figure out you know what to do about the stress so yeah and and there's so many tools out there but not everything works for everyone either so yeah it's it's definitely uh your own personal journey with stress I think so let's get into it can you start off by telling us a bit about what what is stress so stress is a um survival mechanism that we have developed to enable us to escape threat or danger and a whole cascade of of physiological changes happen in our body when we're exposed to to a stressor which can be anything from you know work deadlines or whatever you're experiencing in your life and these physiological changes are are evolved to help us send blood into our muscles get oxygen rich blood and nutrient rich blood into our muscles and help us to to basically escape but yeah the the stress this these systems that we've got these physiological mechanisms are designed for acute stresses so um a short sharp burst of stress uh a lion in the wild or something um something like that that happens very rarely and yeah what we're dealing with now is chronic stress or continuous stress so uh, these systems aren't necessarily um, able to cope with that continuous or chronic stress. Yeah I guess like the stress response is an incredibly helpful thing in our bodies when we are you know there is a lion chasing us in the wild Um, it's so our body reacts in an appropriate way but yeah you're right like these days you know most people are dealing with some sort of chronic stress in their lives and the body can't cope with that non-stop need to get our bodies out of that stress response yeah it's more like um the lion in the wild has become like just we're just surrounded by lions in the wild all day long yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's amazing the stress response because it's enabled our species to survive for this long, um, but at the moment or like in this current modern day society, it's it's not ideal what we're what we're experiencing when it comes to stress. 
Mm-hmm. And so what about, um, like, what are the sort of more specific physiological changes that are happening in our bodies when we're stressed? Yeah, so we've got, um, there's two separate um, and interlinked networks of neurons and glands in the body that work to release specific hormones that are related to stress. So we've got the sympathetic sympathetic adrenomedulla system, SAM, um, axis or system, um, which is often referred to as the fight or flight response. And basically a series of, of nerves from the brain fire um, these connections um, fire and then end up releasing we're basically the adrenal glands which are little glands that sit on top of our kidneys they release adrenaline and noradrenaline which are um, hormones that um, raise our blood pressure raise our heart rate and increase our cardiac output and basically that sends oxygenated blood to our skeletal muscles so sending blood to the muscles to uh, enable us to escape that threat and uh, the other system is the HPA axis or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis Um, very long long names things and that's more of an interweaving of the nervous system and the endocrine system or the or the glands in the body that release hormones. So that one there, you've got your hypothalamus, your pituitary gland, and your adrenal glands. And ultimately what happens is glucocorticoids, or the most common one that we know of is cortisol. Um, Our stress hormone is released from the adrenal glands, and that helps to mobilize energy reserves to enable us to again get away from danger um i didn't mention actually with the fight or flight so that that's designed to help us either fight or flee danger and i think another response as part of that is the freeze response too but um yeah basically these two systems become engaged and these this kind of range of hormones get released and that helps us to get away from what what is yeah putting us in danger or the threat yeah I mean you mentioned cortisol and I think everybody's heard of cortisol and a lot of people are very familiar with in terms of the more chronic stress response that a lot of people are experiencing these days is that you know the cortisol your bodies can just go through pumping out more and more cortisol when you're chronically stressed but it sort of only lasts until a point until your body can't keep up with that level of cortisol production can't keep up with the demands no yeah and that's things go pear-shaped I think that's when it starts to really affect our health Mm -hmm. so maybe you can talk a little more about like what happens then once your body can't keep up with the demand of that chronic cortisol production yeah I think with chronic stress initially like you said the cortisol levels rise and a lot of people when they mention their stress they're like oh my cortisol is really high and yeah there is that rise in cortisol but like you said you can't keep up with the demand and then you your production of cortisol actually reduces and that's when a lot of people go through that more commonly referred to as 
burnout or adrenal fatigue, which is not necessarily the correct term because it isn't just the adrenal glands that are fatigued. Uh, but basically there's this HPA dysregulation or HPA dysfunction where that that series of the, the hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal, there's a dysregulation in the way in which they are releasing their hormones and yeah, you get the low overall cortisol when you're in that burnout, but also that diurnal pattern of cortisol release becomes dysregulated. So diurnal means daytime. So our cortisol levels rise 30 minutes after we wake up and that gives us that boost in energy to get out of bed. And then from there onwards, they slowly start to decrease throughout the day. And then they, they're quite meant to be quite low around and, you know, in the evening time to help us to wind down and, and um, to go to sleep. But when that there's that dysregulation of cortisol release, then sometimes you don't get that peak in cortisol in the morning. And then you're feeling extremely just like, yeah, struggling to get out of bed basically. And then in the evening, some people experience a little um, rise in cortisol, which um, manifests in a kind of a second wind or a second wind of energy um, and boost in energy, which affects their sleep. So, yeah, that general overall pattern of cortisol release is disrupted. And also with dysfunction and cortisol release you're also impacting out your sex hormones so your DHEA or estrogen progesterone testosterone all these hormones get affected by HPA dysfunction or HPA dysregulation so um then the the manifestations are things like uh, irregular menstrual cycles or um you don't you know you might lose your period amenorrhea or there might be severe PMS symptoms or low libido or you know there's a wide range of things that can happen with the impact that the HPA dysfunction has on your sex hormones but that's just one part of it as well you know you've got your you've got the effect that stress has chronic stress has on the gut the effect that chronic stress has on the gut microbiome and how it can contribute to leaky gut which contributes to autoimmune diseases yeah the effect that stress has on the thyroid gland it's it's really it's affecting every system of your body every organ in the body is affected by stress so it's really an area that we need to focus on Mm, yeah it's definitely prolific in our lives and yeah I think I think most chronic diseases stress isn't a big part of of that yeah, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, all those meta- metabolic diseases and um, autoimmunity and low thyroid function all, all have links to chronic stress. So, I mean, I guess we've chatted about the stress, and, you know, but how do, how do people, you know, life is busy and life is stressful these days, the modern day society, how do people sort of learn to live with that like level of stress or not let that stress affect them the same way as maybe it would have and what lifestyle modifications do people need to be making yeah I think actually identifying what is causing you stress is an area that we don't discuss enough there's a lot of mention of meditation helping and mindfulness and all that which are wonderful wonderful practices that I highly 
recommend to people, but I think actually figuring out what is causing your stress. But, uh, you know, there's different triggers. There's, you know, um, maybe it's a work, work-related work stress. Maybe your work is not in alignment with your purpose or your values or perhaps the relationships in your life are not fulfilling you or, um, or maybe creating a lot of tension. Um, so getting to the root cause of your stress is really important. Um, and then from there, trying to find ways to reduce those stresses. Uh, if it's if it's feeling unsupported with, if you're a mum and you're feeling unsupported, you've got a big workload and you're struggling, then trying to delegate more, do less. I think a lot of people are just doing too much. They're, they're spreading themselves thin and the inability um, for a lot of us to say no and put ourselves first. I think that's a huge cause of stress for a lot of people is, is over committing and maybe committing to things that don't feel right. So yeah, I think really tuning into to what's causing you stress and and working on on saying no and doing less and you know um focusing on what actually brings you joy and, and lights you up. That's a really important area to explore. And there are, you know, subcategories of stress, like there's psychological stress. There's actually a whole category of stress that a lot of people don't know about, and that's physical stress. So that's when you're over-exercising, you're not eating enough, you've got nutrient deficiencies, you're exposed to a lot of radiation or toxins. So that's actually a form of stress that a lot of us aren't even aware of um, that's contributing to our allostatic load or like the cumulative burden of stress on our lives so yeah getting to the bottom of what are the triggers what you can do to reduce those triggers and then adopting stress management practices or mind body practices and there's a whole range of them out there meditation is wonderful but it doesn't work for everyone. Some people can, you know, really struggle with meditation. So that's not the only practice available to us. There's mindful movement practices like yoga, where you're you're still tuning into your senses, you're still focusing on your breath and your body and the sensations, but you're in more of a movement flow practice, which can be easier for many people and um, feel more comfortable for them. Um, spending walking in nature spending time um yeah spending time with friends or um community tai chi qigong there's just so much out there i think it's i think just exploring your options and then finding something that feels good for you and then staying consistent with the practice and by by staying consistent i mean trying to incorporate that into your daily daily um starting the day with grounding or earthing outside in nature or starting the day with a walk on the beach or whatever it is that will help to regulate your nervous system and yeah there are there are other other things like singing and chanting and humming and gargling and things like that which help to engage the vagus nerve and improve your vagal tone which is a whole other discussion that we might have at some point but those practices will also help to calm 
um, and regulate the nervous system and put you more into a parasympathetic mode which is calm and slow and yeah so finding what works for you I think so those are all amazing um, tools to have in your toolkit but uh, yeah I guess again like we spoke about like finding that root cause of the stress is the most important thing because if you're still doing that all day every day and then you just commit this like half hour once a day to helping undo all that damage then you're it's gonna be hard yeah but it also it's 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 such a hard one to navigate because I've had clients where their work is is just soul destroying like it's completely out of alignment with their their you know their values and their purpose and it's it's like they're in this corporate corporate job that they hate but then they've got a huge mortgage (laughs) um so to just quit that job might not be an option for them, you know, right now. So having the meditation or having the whatever it is, yoga or Tai Chi to to regulate their nervous system while they're in that situation that's causing them stress can be helpful. And then and and then potentially they will, you know, at some point make the shift to something that is but during during the stress or during that situation where you're stressed, you having those practices can be really very beneficial. Yeah, definitely. I think it's not always easy for someone to get out of that stressful situation, especially instantly. And so, being able to use those practices to help in the interim, and then making that effort in a more long term capacity to figure out where you want your life to go. Yeah, exactly. And there's another aspect to it as well. It's that sometimes we need that outside support to help us figure out why it is that we're always getting into these situations that are causing us stress. Like, why is it that we struggle to say no? Why is it that we feel we need to please the people in our lives? And um, yeah, there's there's links to perfectionism and chronic stress and past traumas and childhood traumas and chronic stress. So yeah, sometimes even going deeper and working with someone one-on-one, whether that's a therapist or a counsellor or psychologist, whatever it is that you decide to, whoever it is you want to work with, going deeper into to why this is a pattern in your life where you're overcommitting, you know, doing for everyone and not giving, filling up your own cup. That's also an important area to explore, I think. Yeah. And then what are some other ways that, you know, that you support your clients who are chronically stressed? Like, obviously it's depending on um, the person and what sort of stress they've got and, you know, what the cause is, but obviously there's some supplements out there that help. There's some other practices that you would be recommending to them yeah I um I love magnesium I think a lot of us are low in magnesium uh we might not be getting enough in the diet or we're churning through it so magnesium is a really great mineral that helps to helps with the production of GABA in the brain which is an inhibitory neurotransmitter that's more of a calming grounding feeling for us um and uh, you know softens and relaxes the muscles and relaxes the tension in your body which can help you also relax so yeah magnesium is a great one generally boosting the nutrient density of your diet so you're getting a whole range of of nutrients that are um, going to help 
your body to cope with stress. The B, B complexes out there, you know, they're great, but you can get it with a nutrient diet, a dense diet too. So um, switching from eating empty carbs and yeah I guess nutrient deplete foods like refined carbs refined grains refined sugar to more of a um, whole foods based diet with those really nutrient dense foods and they're like egg yolk and fatty fish and organ meats <laughs> so yeah and that can be hugely helpful to provide those B, B vitamins L-theanine is an amazing um, amino acid that is available in green tea I will often prescribe L-theanine as a supplement because to get get the levels of that um, calming amino acid in your body you need supplementation makes it easier um so that's a great one or um there are a wide range of adaptogenic herbs out there so adaptogens are herbs that help you cope with stress but also provide you with energy when you need it so you've got things like withania or ashwagandha there's siberian ginseng there's korean ginseng there's rhodiola there's a whole whole range of them out there and also there are some wonderful nervine herbs like your um, lemon balm and your passion flower and all those other ones too that help to calm the nervous system. So working with someone like a naturopath or a maybe a functional medical doctor or, or holistic doctor to find the right prescription or, of herbs and supplements for you is, is, is a great way to go about it if, if you're not sure what you, what you need. Those of those would be the main ones, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's it is important to work with a practitioner for this because you know there's a lot of different products out there, and you know some can work a lot better depending on what your circumstances are and what's going on in your body. So, you know, to save people spending a whole lot of money on stuff that doesn't work, or you know, in changing trying to find the right product, then it's definitely a good idea to to talk to someone. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, if if you're just going through, I had a client recently who she was up for a promotion and she was really stressed. So for something like that, if you're not, gen, if you're, if you're quite in balance generally, and you're just going through something at work for a period of time, and you know that it's going to end soon, there are, you can reach for a magnesium or um, something to help you without the the guidance I think of someone but if it's something that's been going on for years and your hormones are out of whack and your skin's affected and your gut's affected and you you know it's coming out in all different ways then I think going a little bit deeper with the support of someone can be um, really beneficial. All right I think we've probably covered everything in this episode so thank you so much Shaz for chatting to us again about stress I think it's super relevant to everyone these days like you said you know often people are like pretty imbalanced but then like a stressful there'll always be a stressful time in people's lives you know depending on it's just the nature of of life so hopefully our listeners have got some extra tips to take away from today thank you thanks Jazz, and we'll chat to you again soon